We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, Simultv.com, Simultv.com. What's Simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean Simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a Simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about Simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. SIMULTV.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about SIMULTV.com. SIMULTV.com. The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome back to the Exxon. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to send me an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com on all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV. And if you'd like to uh, find out about the broadcast schedule we have for the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. And for the Exxon TV channel that is exclusive to Simul TV www.simultv.com and the Exxon TV channel is channel number 21. Exxon Nation, my guest this hour is Bill Sheehan and uh, Bill is a writer, therapist and Christian blogger. He is also an avid archer, marksman and fisherman. He has compiled numerous accounts and testimonies of witnesses to Bigfoot in North America. His website is buybigfootbooks.com and Bill, welcome to the Exxon. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm really excited. Bill, uh, where did your interest in Bigfoot come from? Well, I suppose uh, I just turned 60 in September, so... Uh, oh, belated happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you, Rob. Uh, you know, uh, my father was a pilot, uh, weather observer for the FAA. Mm-hmm. Uh, we moved out onto eastern Long Island in the early 60s, and from a youth... I had uh, a lot of training and experience hanging around with my dad and identifying things, uh, be they in the sky, birds, mm-hmm. planes, cloud formations. And sometime, I guess, in the late 60s, I must have saw the clip of uh, the famous or infamous Patterson-Gimlin film. And uh, I was sold from that moment on that uh, this creature was alive and well and wandering around uh, in what I believe then to be the Pacific Northwest, but now uh, my understanding is these creatures are all over North America and uh, Canada. Well, let me ask you, Bill, have you ever seen a Bigfoot? Never. 
So what yet, makes you what makes you believe that they exist? And and, and more more to the point, why do you believe the Patterson Gimlin film when there's still so much controversy over it? Yeah, I uh, my opinion on the whole Bigfoot situation is this: mm-hmm. uh, I believe that the evidence that has been brought forth to date. Uh, if it was brought against you or I in a court of law for committing a crime, we would have been go- uh, sent away a long time ago. But what evidence is there? Well, the footprints, the uh, testimonies of so many witnesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, people. Now, look, you could take this, uh, one of two stands on this as far as I'm concerned. Okay. You could think that everybody is full of baloney. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you think that, well... I mean, you know, it's, you're entitled to that opinion. Uh, but then you could take another stand. What if a small percentage of what's being told and stated by individuals is true? So if 1%, of, if 1% was true, then that would make it a living, breathing creature. Uh, and then if you're like me, uh, I've spoken to so many people, and mm-hmm. I have so many testimonials uh in the uh, books that I've written, you know, if, if you think what brings somebody to tears when they're recounting something to you, I mean, I've cried at funerals. Uh, I may, it, it would really take a lot to move me to tears, but when somebody's recounting something that scared them or frightened them in such a way that just rehashing it in their memory mm-hmm. is making them weep and apologize for crying in front of you, what exactly is capable of doing that uh, to to a human being? Well, I mean, I believe these people mm-hmm. are telling the truth. I don't think you sell the house that you love living in, having encountered one of these beasts in your backyard, mm-hmm. uh, frightening you half to death. I don't think you sell the home that you love and move somewhere else uh, because you you don't think what you saw was real. All right, all right. In theory, that's great, but let's get to the facts. Let's get to the evidence. A footprint, okay, maybe. Mm-hmm. But let's, you know, in a world of high tech that we're in today, how come there hasn't been that all-conclusive photo that proves beyond a shadow of a doubt that Bigfoot does exist? Well, do you believe? What is your opinion of the uh, Patterson Gimlin film? Well, my opinion is that there is no proof. Gimlin Patterson had a, a rather seedy reputation. He was known as a yarner of good tales. The fact that they just happened to chance with a 16 millimeter camera onto the area that since then has presented no proof of Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm an ex-police criminal investigator. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I go by fact. I go by evidence, mm-hmm. whether it's Bigfoot, whether it's UFOs, whether it's extraterrestrial, any of these claims, facts matter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and I've been doing this show for 20 some odd years, 29 years this year. Mm-hmm. And to this day, I have seen no evidence to, sub- to support, I mean physical evidence, to support yeah. any claims of the existence of Bigfoot. Yeah, and, you know, I can't argue Mm -hmm. with your point other than that uh, I personally believe what people are telling me. For instance, I'm going to give you another example in my own personal life. You asked me if I've ever seen a Bigfoot, uh, and I said no. Right. Uh, But I have had uh, angelic and uh, UFO sightings and encounters. Now, when I speak to people of those things... Mm-hmm. I get the typical wink and a nod, the rolling of the eyes. I can only imagine uh, what people say when I leave the room. But nevertheless, I engage them mm-hmm. because I know what happened to me. Right. Now, if you were to say to me, Bill, give me some evidence of your angelic encounter. I can't produce that for you, Rob. But I know what happened to me. I'll be honest you, with you, Bill. It's a lot easier for me to believe in angels than it is in Bigfoot. And again, though, but that's a personal thing, no? 
Well, I mean, you know, uh, in, in one you decide because maybe you're a God-fearing man mm-hmm. uh, that, yes, I believe in angels. You know, I believe yeah. in divine intervention. Mm-hmm. But yet to me, uh, I'll give you another example because, okay. uh, you know, I just got done telling you that I pretty much grew up as what I would call being an observer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a big birder. And uh, having just turned 60, last spring, mm-hmm. I was going over the uh, Ponquag Bridge in Hampton Bays on Long Island here, which connects the island to Fire Island. And in about 10 seconds, I saw my first snowy owl sitting on a street sign next to the bridge at night. Mm-hmm. I saw it. At first, I thought it was a night heron, and then my eyes focused. This is all while I'm rolling in the car. Mm-hmm. And then I said to myself, it's a snowy owl. And the thing launched off the sign and flew down into the darkness over the marshland. So here I am, you know, 10 seconds of my life, virtually 60 years into it, Mm -hmm. and I'm seeing this bird for the first time. Right. So I think that these encounters, now, if you said to me, and I get it, I mean, there are stuffed snowy owls around, uh, dead birds have been found, Mm -hmm. but what is the population of uh, Bigfoot. We have no idea how many of these things are. Well, let, uh, let's look at it another way. The snowy owl has been documented and it, you know, prior to your sighting, so we know that they really do exist. Yes. It's not as if no one has ever seen one or that they've just been the, um, the, the subject of urban legends. But they're real. Mm-hmm. We know this. They've been scientifically cataloged. Mm-hmm. With all the people that are going into the woods looking for Bigfoot, for it not to be found and documented, I find that rather astonishing. Well, I do find it astonishing. And, but uh-huh. what, if, what, if, mm-hmm. uh, what if the creatures simply bury their dead? And I want to give you a scenario relative to uh, the dinosaurs. Mm -hmm. It wasn't all that long ago uh, that a fellow who once again was out there looking, somebody who was putting themselves in a position other than sitting in front of their... We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast, but the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying... Thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for two fifty. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just two dollars. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. A combo meal, single item at regular price. TV said in Long Island uh-huh. uh, was out there and noticed a bone coming out of an eroded hillside. And we all know what has transpired after that initial discovery. But mm-hmm. if you think about these creatures just burying their dead uh, where they live, uh, predominantly in wilderness areas, the only way one of them is ever going to be found, uh, if you're looking for physical remains... All right, Bill, we've, or- got, we've got to take our break. Please stand by. Exonation, our guest this hour is William or Bill Sheehan. And if you'd like to find out more about Bill or buy any of his books, his website is buybigfootbooks.com. We'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnick's, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the Word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God, It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. 
For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomenon, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, the X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. Nation, Bill Sheehan is our guest this hour, www.buybigfootbooks.com. Uh, Bill, I, I understand where you're going with this, with the, you know, the, the lack of cadaver evidence or physical evidence when it comes to the, comes to the, um, the evidence that Bigfoot does exist. But once again, we're in the Year 2018, everybody has a cell phone. Satellite technology can tell the time off of a person's watch at an alt- at a stationary altitude of 20,000 miles in space. And yet we can't find a Bigfoot. Well, uh, I'm not saying we can't, and I believe they have been found and, and uh, have been kept from the public. Why? Well, why... Uh, why not tell somebody there are UFOs flying around the planet? I'm not talking about UFOs. I'm talking about I, I get it. No, I get it. I, I understand that. But uh, I think there are powers that be out there that just don't feel people are ready for or want them to know about it. Uh, call it fear, ignorance, uh, whatever you want to call it. Uh, I think there are people out there that feel that they need to shield us and them from things that are, 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 are may be going on now or may have gone on in the past. And I don't, I don't have the answer to that question as to why that would be or why people would feel, you know, that we can't handle truth, whatever that truth may be. Uh, but, but have you seen any evidence of this? Of what? Of the suppression of information by the powers to be to, you know, to hide the fact that Bigfoot does exist. Uh, no, not relative to not relative to the Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. I can't say other than what I've heard interviewed. For instance, take Dr. Meldrum. Uh, Dr. Meldrum has no particular axe to grind. He's a college professor. Mm-hmm. He's got quite a collection of foots. He's uh, feet out there, uh, footprints. 
He's identified uh, what he believes to be legitimate dermal ridges on his hand and footprints that he's acquired. Mm -hmm. He seems to be fairly adept at discerning between uh, fraud and real. Mm -hmm. I mean, what do we say about a guy like Dr. Meldrum? Is he full of beans? How come he's the only doctor that says this? Well, once again, we get to the situation where it seems like there is a fear of people not wanting to undergo ridicule, uh, potentially lose their jobs. I mean, I cannot answer for them. You know, I mean, everybody mm. works in different circumstances. Uh, I know myself working in the hospital. There are definitely distinctive do's and don'ts uh, around a liberal-based institution like that, you know, and... Uh, you're not going to know that until you work there, but I can tell you it's real having worked there. Uh, so right, let me I, I can't. Let me ask Go you ahead. this. You, you're a Christian blogger. Yes. Would it not be proof if the powers to be were to say or dispel or suppress religion? And if we could use that as a, as a benchmark to use logic into the possibility of any government conspiracy when it comes to the paranormal, whether it be alleged UFO crashes or extraterrestrial existence or even Bigfoot. The government doesn't say, well, you can't believe in God, even though you can't see God. You can't, you know, you can't communicate with him. There's no physical proof that he's really there. And and yet, using the same logic, why would they suppress the information out about, about Bigfoot? That would certainly have no implication uh, to the scale that, you know, suppressing the information about God would have? Well, first of all, uh, in reference to that, you know, there are individuals who can't stand mm -hmm. uh, what I do as a blogger. Uh, you know, there are people out there that wish somebody like me would just go away. <laughs> uh, and in reference to religion, Religion has been around for so long that even though people may not believe in it or don't want to believe in it, they're certainly not going to be able to suppress it. Okay, uh, I agree with you 100%. Let's take it one step further. The Bible is the number one best-sold book around the world. Forever. Okay. And yet, with the hundreds of or even thousands of Bigfoot researchers or hunters, reality TV weirdos that are out there. Yeah. No pictures, no evidence, no nothing. How could well, something this big and with such a magnitude ever be suppressed if, in fact, it was legitimate? Yeah, I, I believe that there aren't that many of them, mm -hmm. and we certainly do have some pictures of course, now with the CG and everything going on, everything that is brought forth uh, is either proven to be or deemed to be uh, faked. Yeah. So for me, th that game is uh, long since over. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't believe anything that's brought forth from this point forward uh, will be taken seriously by anybody. So... Excuse me. So as far as pictures go, uh, photographic evidence, I don't know. I think you may agree with me that uh, that's, uh, that's not going to occur any time going into the future. But if we, uh, can't rely on photo, if we can't rely on the photographic evidence that people are bringing forward, how can we go along with anything they say? How can we discern the credibility from the bull? No, I believe I believe that you almost can't, and I believe that it's a a matter of personal preference or trust, uh, based on the people you know, mm -hmm. uh, based on the people you talk to, and whether or not you believe them. Uh, you know this this type of situation here. Where where does it end? I mean, I say black, you say blue. I say blue, you say white. You know, you could argue endlessly uh, that basically everything and uh, everything said by everyone is pure nonsense. And 
frankly, uh, just as a human being, I don't believe that. I have a greater faith uh, in my fellow man. Uh, for instance, as a fisherman, mm-hmm. we've all heard fish stories. Yep. I've had I've had some really strange things happen to me when I was fishing. Mm-hmm. Now, if I shared with them shared them with one of my good fishing buddies, uh, they would know from knowing me that what I'm telling them is not a lot of malarkey, and I them. But if we were to tell the same story to somebody else at work or at the gym or you know wherever you may be, mm-hmm. they may immediately discount it as being a lot of baloney. So I, I really think it, it amounts to a matter of trust and belief in the individuals uh, that you're dealing with. So, for instance, what if you go to court yeah. and a witness is brought forth? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, the individual is sworn in. Mm-hmm. Do people lie under oath? You better I'm believe sure it. I'm sure they do. You better believe it. Yeah. So, but the court nevertheless continues in the same process, uh, bringing in witnesses, swearing them under oath, Uh allowing the jurors to hear the uh, testimony, and then a decision will be made at some point in time. But once again, when it comes to the credibility of the witness, it's up to the the prosecutor to to do his best to discredit the witness if there is any doubt that the witness is not telling the truth. Right, right. Now... If if we talk about that, mm-hmm. what happens when Bill Sheehan is hunting uh, for grizzly mm-hmm. in British Columbia, mm-hmm. and he comes across a second set of tracks while going through the moss, and he realizes these are not grizzly bear tracks, and I know what grizzly bear tracks are. And then he says, these are giant human-like footprints in an area where no man has been except for me right now. What are we to say to that individual who now comes across the second set of prints in the woods? You're not there. I'm not there. He says he saw them. Mm-hmm. What do we say to that guy? What, what can we say? Either you think he's, He's who he say, says he is. All he right. was out hunting grizzly with a guide. They come across a set of tracks. Uh, they go further. They find a tree torn apart that looks like somebody was ripping into it, eating grubs or worms or whatever they were looking for. They find prints all around that, and then a single a single file of prints leading out into the woods ahead of that. Are we talking about a real case or a hypothetical case here? No, we're talking about uh, these things have happened to some of my witnesses. This is actually a hunting case uh, from up in British Columbia. Did he take any pictures? No. Why not? Well, uh, when you're a hunter, I don't carry a camera around with me. Do you carry your cell phone? Uh, Not at that point in time, but to be honest with you, I have a flip phone. (laughs) I don't... uh, I'm not uh, big on photographs and, and, and things that are like... In fact, I have very few family photographs around my house. So it's an individual thing. You could say, uh, why not? And then even if he took the pictures, what happens with the pictures? They're fake. It depends on the credibility. Credibility is everything these days, Bill. Well, no, I get you. I get you. And you can go round and round on it. But, you know, Mm -hmm. somebody takes a picture of a a footprint, then somebody says, well, somebody just struck the board. All right, you you just stand by. We've got to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Bill Sheehan is our guest, XO Nation, and Bill and I will be back on the other side of this break here in the XO from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens and they kept repeating to me over and over again, simultv.com, simultv.com. What's simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. 
SIMULTV.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a SIMULTV.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about SIMULTV.com. She even spelled it out for me. SIMULTV.com, Sonny Boy. SIMULTV.com. SIMULTV.com, Sonny Boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. SIMULTV.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about SIMULTV.com. SIMULTV.com. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnix, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is, for more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Welcome back, everyone. Bill Sheehan is our special guest this hour, www.bybigfootbooks.com. Um, the fact that this scenario, when it comes to Bigfoot and a lot of other matters and, and subjects within the paranormal, is basically a, um, a belief structure because of the lack of, of, of physical evidence. And... Um, I guess in today's society, with all the fake news, as well as all the fake uh, internet stories that you can read, and the, the credibility in the world has gone out the window. How do we substantiate any claim uh, of anything? And we're talking about Bigfoot this hour. You know, people go out into the bush. They take uh, trap cameras. They take uh, their own cell phones. They take night vision. They take this. They take that. And they all come back with nothing. I find this very hard to believe if, in fact, something is there. Yeah, well, uh, I'm on board with you. <laughs> I believe what you're saying is true. And uh, when you look at a channel like, uh, let's just say we look at YouTube. Yeah. Uh, and you type in uh, Bigfoot or Sasquatch. Mm -hmm. There's some interesting things on there, you know. Uh, but uh, even me as a believer in Bigfoot, uh, I'm skeptical of some of the things we see. And that is uh, evidence, really, of mm -hmm. the society in which we live, is it not? Uh, we look at things, you know, and say, well, I don't know. But, for instance, uh, I have... Well, first of all, let me let me throw let me pose something else uh, uh, to you before I uh, tell you what I have. Sure. Well, no, I will tell you what I have. I have two accounts here. One uh, I named the Prospector's Letter, mm -hmm. which was a uh, diary account uh, from an old man prospector from the Sacramento area uh, way back when. Uh, and then I have another diary account uh, that was given to me in which you could tell just from reading it, they're brief. It's almost like a love letter, but it's like a confession of a man feeling guilty having shot one of these creatures uh, and buried it. Now, I don't know if you've ever looked at uh, Teddy Roosevelt's book, The Wilderness Hunter. No, I haven't. A very interesting. Uh, he, he had an acquaintance. Now, of course, we're talking about a guy who was going to become the president of the United States. Mm -hmm. Uh, and he was intricately involved in the formation of the national parks, uh, as we know them, uh, John Mather and Pinchot and 
all of these guys. Roosevelt included in The Wilderness Hunter an account that was given to him by a fellow named Bauman. Now, I, I you know, for the life of me, uh, as skeptical as anyone may want to be, first of all, Roosevelt had to have a tremendous amount of trust in this guy Bauman uh, and his word and his credibility as a human being to include him in the volume of his book, in which Bauman describes uh, his partner being killed by something. If it was a bear, I'm sure Roosevelt or Bauman would have said he got mauled by a grizzly. But uh, the description in the book kind of leaves you saying to yourself, this could get attacked by a Bigfoot. That someday maybe go through that when you have time and... Um, Read through the book. The book, if nothing else, is extremely interesting to read if you like hunting in nature and the early days of exploration and whatnot. Uh, it's well worth it. But uh, this this book was not a book of fiction. So one might say, you know, uh, I had an account uh, given to me by a husband and wife who ran into a guy in the park while they were uh, picnicking. And I won't give you the whole account because it would take too long. But one thing led to another, and they got to talking. And the guy was actually drawn to their campsite because they were playing a David Bowie album, and they were both fans. So the conversation started about that and then led into this guy saying that he hunts or looks for Bigfoot in the northern areas. So one thing led to another, and they got invited to his house. And in his house... He had all kinds of natural-related things. You know, he had uh, lamps made out of antlers and chairs made out of tree limbs and all kinds of stuffed uh, artifacts around the house and whatnot. And then on one wall, he had uh, some photographs of what he said were pictures of Bigfoot. Uh, they saw them. He claimed to have close encounters with them. And then he went and pulled out a milk crate and brought out some castings of footprints that he had of them. And the wife, after the fact, made a good point. She said, why would a guy who surrounds himself in his home with everything relative to fishing and wildlife being legitimate have a section in the same house filled with a lot of baloney about a creature who is fictitious and didn't exist? Now, you know, you could say whatever you want about that, mm -hmm. but I'm in agreement with the wife. You know, why would you do something like that? Well, why do we celebrate the birth of Christ on December the 25th when we know for a fact he wasn't born on December the 25th? You know, to me, uh, it doesn't matter to me if you said it was September 1st mm -hmm. or June 30th. It's a celebration, period. But isn't that... I'm, personally, it, I'm so glad that happened. But it, I don't but it, particularly care what day it happened. You see, but what I'm saying I, is, what I'm saying is, you know, you're giving this guy credibility, or, or the person that gave you the information is saying, you know, this has got to be legitimate, because why the guy's got so much real stuff, why would he have fake stuff? Well, fake stuff sometimes gets misunderstood as real stuff. It's a matter of perception. It's a matter of belief, just like Christians want to believe, or more, more, you know, most Christians believe that Christ was born on the 25th of December, even though it was a pagan holiday, and it was a whole bunch of schmozzle between the Christianity and the, and the pagans to see who was going to have the better religion. But it's the same thing, isn't it? Uh, not to me. But that's uh, to you. Because, and, and I'll tell you why, when we speak of... Uh, uh, things related to holidays in the syllabus. I, I have always had a personal opinion where it doesn't matter to me what day I celebrate uh, uh, Easter on mm -hmm. or Christmas or Thanksgiving. I'm happy to get together. I'm happy to get together in remembrance of an event or a time, uh, a family gathering. Uh, I don't personally get caught up in days and times and years. All right, but I, I understand that, and I appreciate that. And I, I agree with you in this case. 
that mm-hmm. it, that it's about the event, not the date. But Correct. if we're looking at a historical basis, and if we're looking at this possibility that this guy had Bigfoot paraphernalia in a house that was all natural with, you know, uh, antler, whatever they were, and and uh, wood uh, chairs. I, I'm saying, how can we validate validity? How can we say that this was Bigfoot stuff, or that you know, if he, if he was so in, if he was so uh, inclined to have everything that is natural, why would he have something fake in his in his home? You know, like that's a, that's a poor argument in my books. It's a what? It's a poor argument. Well, I mean, and to me. You see, it's it's a matter of semantics, though, isn't it? Because you can go back and forth. To me, uh, I'm more uh, uh, I'm more acceptable with this type of thing than per se yourself. Why are you? I, as I said earlier, I am more inclined to trust my fellow human being than to distrust them until I'm given a reason uh, to do so. Would the fact that you write books about it be part of the reason why you feel this way? No, no. I had no particular axe to grind uh, when I started writing these books. Mm-hmm. Uh, I felt that there wasn't a lot of good information out there, uh, interesting information being put forth. And uh, I started my quest for instance, let me give you a for instance relative sure. to, and I'm in agreement with you, something you said earlier. Some of these TV shows, and I don't have to name names, we, we know what they are. Uh, people walking around, pounding uh, logs on trees, waiting for answers mm-hmm. in the distance. I have a testimony, if you believe it's a testimony, and again, you know what? You could say, no, it's a lot of baloney. Mm-hmm. Uh, I named this story, It's Not Wood. And it's relative to these uh, tree knockings and whatnot that we uh, keep seeing and hearing about on the uh, various TV shows. This couple was taking photographs. Uh, the, the husband considered himself an amateur photographer, but kind of tongue-in-cheek. He'd been doing it for 25 years, and he said, I don't know at what point you're considered professional. Hurry, we're going to hold it here, because I do have to take my final break. Please stand by, Bill. Exonation, Bill Sheehan is our special guest this hour, www.mybigfootbooks.com. And Bill and I will be back as we wrap up this hour here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios here in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. And we're coming to you around the world tonight on the Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, Exxon Broadcast Network, iHeart Radio, Simul Radio, and Simul TV. Don't go away. a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomenon, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, The Exxon is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com 
or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035 extension 143 and on Skype Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the Exxon from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember Exxon Nation. Keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simul TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Bill Sheehan is our guest this hour, Exxon Nation, and we're talking about Bigfoot this hour. And, uh, Bill, before we went to the commercial break, uh, you were just starting to tell us a, a story about um, that you received, some, and it was pertaining to wood knocking. Yeah, this is really interesting. And, and he, here we go again. Mm-hmm. This guy's a professional uh, photographer, and he's got a dynamic camera in his possession when this happens. But the distance was so great. L- let me tell you what happened. Okay. So they were in this uh, canyon area doing some panoramic landscape shots, and they heard what sounded like a reverberating knock. Mm-hmm. And they had seen no animals whatsoever in this area as they were hiking in, and they had been in this place before. So he's got his camera, the wife has a pair of binoculars, and she picks up on something in the distance moving around. He moves over with his camera on zoom and tries to pull it in, but at the distance it was so small, all they could make out was something that he described as a nervous man waiting for a bus. Those were his words. This thing was pacing around. So now they're both looking at it as best as they can at the distance, and they believe what they're looking at is a Bigfoot. They see it raise its arms up somewhere around the head, and moments later they hear again this, you know, like a cluck, like you'd make with your tongue on the roof of your mouth. Then the arms went down, and the thing walked away into the distance. Now, it was so small... But they said that there was nothing else around in the area, and they were convinced that what they had seen was a Bigfoot. So, number one, they said it sounded like wood on wood, Mm -hmm. which to me is why I named this uh, particular account, It's Not Wood, because these guys are walking around with baseball bats and sticks, whacking trees. What if they were correct? And truthful in what they said, and that this was this noise was emanating from the inside of an animal, making some type of noise very loudly that we're incapable of doing. And number two, they said nothing else was around out there. There were no animals. They saw this thing walking on two legs, uh, darkly colored. And after it raised its uh, arms up to the head and they heard this uh, knocking sound the second time, uh, 
-hmm. It walked away totally out of their view, and their view was minuscule to begin with. All right. If the view was minuscule, minuscule to begin with, how could they say it was a Bigfoot? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in agreement with you. So, but I'm only I'm only passing on uh, what was said. Here you have a husband and wife, two individuals, a guy who spent a fair amount of his time out there mm-hmm. uh, shooting landscapes, panoramic views, and whatnot. And they run across this noise, and then they see this thing moving around. It appears to be on two legs. Uh, it appears to have arms being raised up, albeit small in the lens. Mm-hmm. They were convinced what they had seen was what they said it was, which was a Bigfoot. Now, I guess we can either accept that or reject it. But, uh, again, what do you just you just keep going down the list? Everybody that says something is just, you know, uh, well, I don't believe you. You know, show me the picture. Why didn't you take a picture of it at, uh, you know, 1,200 yards? <laughs> you just can't. You just can't do it. You why? Know? Why? Mean, uh, why think it's a Bigfoot? Why not a bear? Yeah. Well, unless you think bears walk on two legs and quickly, it's happened. Uh, they stand and, up. Uh, they stand up on two legs. Yeah. No, that's true. But they don't walk quickly in any distance on two legs. But once uh, again, not, uh, but not once, out in nature. But once again, based on your, based on the statements of these two people. It was mm-hmm. very small to see what it was. So how do they know, in fact, that it, they actually saw it walk away? That makes no sense. Uh, it does to me. I mean, I can tell if something walks away, can't you? I can, depending how close it is to me. I'm not going to say that I can see something that's 600, 700 feet away or 700 yards away or even a mile away. Now, come on. we got to yeah. be realistic here. You know, people seem to want to add one and one and get three sometimes they're out in the middle of the bush they see something they can't explain they hear a noise bang it's a bigfoot yeah, yeah and i i agree with that 100 percent. and i don't buy into that at all so, so tell me uh, tell me why 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 did you why do you write your books when it comes to bigfoot what message are you trying to get across to people or, or what's the you know authors usually have a goal in mind when they write a book so what is your goal just getting information out there, the sharing of information, uh, putting it before people's eyes, uh, make of it what you will, think of it what you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, frankly, I'm just a little tired of watching people walking around on TV in the dark. Uh, first of all, if I was out looking for a Bigfoot in mm-hmm. those areas, I would be armed to the teeth. Why? Uh because I think this thing could take you apart and uh, quite nicely. There's no, there's no recorded case of that in history. Where, well, there, just there, you know, that once again, that can be talked about. But there is no case where anyone has been harmed, or injured, or definitely killed by a Bigfoot. Hello. Oh. Look at that, Exonation. Another wannabe hung up. I love it when they do that. Because what this does is it proves that, oh my gosh, this guy's not buying all the crap I'm spewing. This guy really isn't going to give me a pat on the back, give me a hug, and we're not going to hold hands and sing Kumbaya as he sings my praises. Because I, I, I'm writing a book, or I'm taking stories from people that, you know, they'll fill pages and I'll be able to make some money selling a book. The guy has never gone out and done a Bigfoot investigation. The guy has never done a proper investigation into these stories that are being reported to him. Not one. He is an armchair quarterback. Yeah, I'll take all these stories I can get. And you know what? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to write a book. And in the pages of this book, I'm just going to make as much noise as I can and come across as if I know what the hell I'm talking about. Because people are stupid out there. Nobody's going to really challenge me. Yeah, that's it. Okay, I, I got on that other coast-to-coast show that, that you know, oh, wow. We all know what that's about. 
and and I'm going to get on the X Zone because you know they're they've got a worldwide audience and they're on Simul TV and Simul Radio and these networks and wow they're going to give me all this all this free publicity and you know what they're going to believe me wrong I'll believe you if you give me something to believe but when somebody tells me that they see the Patterson Gimlin film and it's because of this they believe in Bigfoot. I'll guarantee you something, Exonation. He believes in Santa Claus. He believes in the Tooth Fairy. He believes in, let me see, uh, the Sandman, the Easter Bunny, uh, Leprechauns, and everything else that doesn't really exist. Now, I didn't want to go down the UFO path with him because, once again, it would just be ridiculous because he probably has no proof. And I say probably because I really didn't give him the opportunity of, of sharing that with us, thank God. And um, people don't like skepticism. And this isn't skepticism, this is journalism. You make a statement, prove it. Hey, if you say somebody is telling the truth and you don't challenge them, you just take their word that they saw something in a distance, blah, 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 and you put it in a book, and if nobody challenges you, you know, you're damn lucky. But it's our responsibility to challenge, to ask questions. This is not a fairy tale radio show. If you want that, watch a cartoon channel or, or these, these uh, reality, so-called reality shows on television. You, the Exo Nation, deserve answers. I will ask questions. And when somebody hangs up like this ignorant author did, whose name is Bill uh, Sheehan, and when you've got a website that promotes buybigfootbooks.com, you know, what does that tell you? Ego? Yeah. Wow. It's people like this, Bigfoot Nation, that do you no justice. Another Tom Biscardi. You know, there are people out there who go out there who actually really try to find out if Bigfoot is real or not. I respect them. But if you're writing a book dispelling information that you don't verify, you're a part of the problem, the disinformation problem. Fake news, as the good president would say, fake news. There's too much of that, and I'm sorry. I will not subscribe to it here, now, or ever. Bill Sheehan, you're a disgrace. You truly are. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Oh, Bigfoot, if you're out there, why don't you just show yourself to somebody and why don't we just get the answer to this puzzle once and for all. I'm Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon. Don't go away. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar's sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. 
You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simultv, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simultv. Simultv offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. 